Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. But uh, if you don't have your Bible, you can follow along. These verses will be on the screen. Let's go to the Word of God this morning in 1 John chapter 3. The Bible says, This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Look at somebody and say, love somebody. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, How Do You Really Feel About Us? How do you really feel about us? Pray with me. God, thank you for loving us in spite of us. Thank you, God, for making it clear how you feel about us. God, I pray today that you would encourage the downtrodden. God, I pray that you would speak to your children, encourage the lost, Restore the backslider in Jesus' name. Amen. If I had time and we had honesty, I really would. Now, I know it hurt my feelings, but I really would just love to go all the way around the church and, 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 and just start uh, with my friend, Mr. C. Uh, I'm hurt about the clown. Mr. C retired from his, his uh, I mean, how many years? 20 years of, of, of being um, a Christian clown. And my kids were this little. When, when Mr. C came and joined our church, my kids were like, that's the clown. <laughs> they knew Mr. C from Nana's church when they were little. Mr. C's been doing ministry for a long. But if I started with, with, with Chris and I went all the way around the room, all the way back to who would I finish with, Shannon, all the way back. And, and I, just said, I just asked, how do you really feel? And just boom, 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 boom. And we had the time and the honesty. Uh, how many of y'all know there'd be some broke feelings in the room? <laughs> I'm going to get some sodium pentothal one day, and I'm going to just have everybody take it on the way in the door. And they're going to be like, hmm. See, because when I catch this, I know what you're saying. I'm just not going to give you the microphone to say it to everybody. But I want you to let God speak to your heart this morning from the revealed word of God. And I want us to leave here today with a clear understanding of what God says about how we should feel about us. Amen. Because here's the reality. Uh, more so than ever in, in, in our lifetime. And, and this isn't new, and it's easy to blame it. I saw people try to blame it on President Obama. There were so many people uh, saying President Obama's not my president, and I told them, you're whack. Of course he's your president. He's the only president we have. And, and I had to make a lot of white Christians uh, or people who were pretending to be Christians come to the uh, realization because I asked them, and I told you all I was asking them when President Obama was president, uh, do you know why? Barack Obama is the president of the United States, and, and they, they, they would say, because blah, 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 and I say, no. Let me tell you why Barack 
Obama is our president. Anybody remember what I was telling them? Because God wants Barack to be our president. And, and then the people are like, that's right, Pastor, you tell them. And then uh, we got this orange-skinned president to be our president, and people are like, hey, that's y'all, that's, that's their president. And so I've been telling people for the last four years, do, do you know why uh, Donald Trump is our president? And here's the funny thing. Even people that knew what the answer was Listen, we're going to have a, a president uh, election here in a little bit. And, I, and, and people think it's new that our nation is divided now. Our nation is divided politically right now, um, and, but it's not new. It was divided when, when Bush was the president. It was divided when Clinton was the president. It was, listen, it was divided when, when Reagan was the president. It was divided when Jimmy Carter was the president. It, it was divided under every, America has always, hear me, America has always been a divided nation. And to, to say that it's worse now than it ever has been, I don't think would be a stretch, but I think almost everything is worse now than it ever has been. Uh, teenage suicide, teenage pregnancy, uh, law and order. I mean, we are living in the end of times, and the Bible says that there would be an escalation of all things. And so, yeah, we live in a time where our nation is divided politically. Let me ask you this, though. Is your heart divided? Are you kingdom over politics? Ooh, got quiet on me. Uh, America is divided racially. But let me ask you this. Is your heart divided racially? Are you kingdom over race? Mm. America is divided denominationally. Tongue talkers don't want to hang out with non-tongue talkers. Non-tongue talkers. See, tongue talkers want to say non-tongue talkers don't really have the Holy Ghost. Uh, Non-tongue talkers don't want to hang out with them. Wild tongue talk. I had somebody ask me one time. They came from a very traditional denomination. And they're like, you know, when I saw people praising the Lord in your church, lifting their hands and saying hallelujah, I was wondering when y'all was going to break out snakes. I'm like, we don't have enough people lifting hands at Abundant Life. Listen, we're a long way from breaking out snakes. Amen? But America's divided denominationally. Let me ask you, is your heart divided denominationally? Are you kingdom over your religious ideology and uh, I asked for many different reasons but one of the reasons that I'm asking you this today is because I see people shutting down shutting down and you shouldn't allow differences in these areas or any other area to cause you to shut down because here's the reality. No matter who the president is, no matter what color skin you've got, no matter what you think this other people think about you or this or that or the other thing, I came to declare to you today openly there is only one God and he is worth praising all the time. No matter what I say, no matter what you say, no matter what anybody thinks, God is worthy. And we got to keep that. At the forefront of our mind, I've been telling y'all we got to keep the main thing the main thing. That doesn't mean we're not going to discuss different issues. That doesn't mean we're not going to have differences about different issues. But where we disagree, we ought to come to the conclusion that says we're going to love each other anyhow. 
If you haven't understood this, that God loves you in spite of you, let me openly declare to you today, none of us were worth the life of Jesus Christ on the cross. None of us were worthy to have Jesus be beaten to bleed and to die for us. God showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. When we were still low down scum of the earth, backbiting, whoremongering sinners on our way to hell, God said, I will love you and pour my love out on you even though you don't deserve it. What in our mind ever caused us to believe that somebody else had to meet our measure for us to love them? When God loves us without us meeting his measure. What's the Bible say? All have sinned and come short. Well, you don't know. Hmm, I think Mr. C rolled his eyes at me one time. Right. In the same day. You're not going to love you somebody because they, they did what? Well, I, th- I, I think they said, listen, if we measure who we're going to love, we're not going to love ourselves. Mm. Let's keep going. The scripture says in 1 John 3, 11, this is the message you've heard from the beginning. We should love this one another. This is not some new thing God was saying. The, the Apostle John comes along and says, look, y'all, y'all, y'all not even getting the basic foundation of stuff. Y'all trying to catch to the next new thing. Y'all trying to catch to the, to the next cool thing. He said, this is the message you've heard from the very beginning. We should love one another. Now, we're a Bible teaching church, so you got to catch some things. You got to learn how to understand the Bible. So I talked to you a lot about hermeneutics, which is the art and science of properly interpreting the, the written word, what God has said. And so we, we, we try to understand what we're reading. Because sometimes, you know, you just read the Bible and it's just like, oh, nobody? Just, just, just me and three other people? Uh, so, sometimes you, we, we've read scripture, we've heard sermons, and they didn't make sense to us, and we left uh, with an unclear understanding. But God said, in all you're getting, get what? understanding. God, God, God wants us to understand what is being said, so we got to slow it down. We got to take the Bible in bite-sized pieces. We got to try to learn how to look at the Word and digest it. And so God says through his manservant, John, this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that if you've been around for a while, you already know the question. You already know, ought, ought to know the answer. Why in the world would God take up space in his holy word with only 1,189 chapters when every word means something and every word has weight and every word has value? Why would God tell his children we should love one another? Because sometimes we don't. Because sometimes we need to be reminded that we should love one one another. Now listen, some of y'all waiting on people to line up to your theory of where they ought to be for you to start loving them. I got a newsflash for you. Extra, extra, read all about it, fresh off the press of God's ink. People not going to measure up to your standard, and if you're going to wait to start obeying God and loving people, you're going to miss out. God said we should Love one another. Now, I want you to do something real quick. I want you to look at the screen with me because I've been telling you for years that when you read, you should pay attention to what? Pay attention to the punctuation. When you see a a comma there, that's called 
for pause. When, when you see an exclamation there, there's some urgency. There's some excitement there. When you see a question mark there, that, that's, that's for you to think about what, what, is, what is being said and to figure it out. Now, you, you ought to see that the punctuation at the end of this sentence is what? At the end of this sentence. Period. We should love one another. What? Period. We should love one another. What? Period. Mm, I, I just don't know about Deacon West. <laughs> Pastors say they travel together, flown on planes together, eat together, children sleep over together. The, but you know what? How in the world is he going to be a Florida State Seminole when he knows Pastor is a Florida Gator? I don't know about him. I, I'm just not sure about him. You know, he, you know he's Navy. You know he retired in Navy. <laughs> I do like that shirt, though, son. That's what I'm talking about right there. Listen, this brother's so bold. Did, did, did y'all hear? And I know y'all don't want to hear, but I'm going to tell you anyway. This man loves, loves him some, some basketball, loves Jesus, lo loves, loves his pastor. Uh, loves my family. This man was just driving through Orlando one day. I, who told you that was Doc Rivers' house? One of your sister's friends told you where, where Doc Rivers lived, where he was coaching the, the, the boss and said, he thought, you know what? I'm going to go meet this. I'm going to tell my pastor I met the coach. His brother knocked on Doc Rivers' house door. Woman answered the door. Doc Rivers' wife, right? He's like, Sup? <laughs> what did you even say to her? What? <laughs> I'm in the neighborhood. Uh, and that was back before you lost all this weight and became, you know, Lil West. <laughs> Big West. Uh, and, and he went up there, 250 pounds of muscle, bald head, and said, I'm here to see Doc Rivers. You know, she's thinking, if this man didn't pay the car note, you know, in there looking like the repo man, looking like the law, uh, just wanted to call me and let me know uh, she, what she, she told him, he's gone, but he's going to be right back. <laughs> Did you hang around? <laughs> it was good. He wanted to let me know, Pastor, I, 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 met, I met your coach, Doc Rivers. And, 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 and here's the thing. He was out there just loving people. He wasn't out, out there thinking, you know what? I don't want to meet the coach of the Boston Celtics because, uh, oh, here we go. We got purple and gold. You, wasn't, you ain't trying to see no Doc Rivers. You out there representing Lakerville. Yeah, La La Land. And we got, listen, if you divide who you love based on the jersey that they wear, you are definitely not loving one another, period. I come to tell you today, Laker fans can love Celtic fans.
Some of y'all are like, mm, I don't even know about that. How are we going to get our mind around that? Let me, let me just get on Rick for a minute. Do you know <laughs> South Carolina Gamecock fans can love Florida Gator fans? He, he's like, no, I'm, I don't even, I'm, I'm going to just sit here with my arms back, my chest out. Mm. Hey, we gave y'all that coach, though. Brought y'all into prominence. We don't want it back. That's why we gave them to y'all. It is wild how people separate. That, listen, and I understand rivalries, and I understand, listen, Packer fan, you ought to, you ought to hate Vikings. I, I, on, on, uh, just in the, in the moment of the game. But, but when listen, Dodger fan and Giant fan, do y'all know there, there's still a lawsuit going on? They, they, they beat a man half to death. Uh, one of them fans that was at the wrong team wearing the wrong jerseys. Listen, go ahead and wear the wrong jersey if you want to. Man, we went to a heat game. Did, did you wear sun gear that day? I think I didn't let you wear that sun jersey. I'm like, we ain't trying to go into the Miami Heat Stadium and you all bolding out with Phoenix Suns on. Yeah, we did get cussed out on the way out because he saw somebody in a Phoenix shirt and he was representing, what's up, Phoenix? And people were like, blah, blah. They did not like that. <laughs> what am I trying to tell you? The world will look for any reason to separate. And the devil will look for any reason to divide. And where, where, what God wants to bless, the devil wants to mess with. And, and God wants unity, and the devil wants division. And if you want to look for something to divide about, you won't have to look long. You will be able to find something. But here, here's the thing. God said we should love one another, period. He didn't say we should love one another if we look the same. He didn't say we should love one another if we vote the same. He didn't say we should love one another if we always act the same. He said we shouldn't love one another if we deserve to be loved by one another. He said, hear me good, we should love one another, period. Mm, Y'all don't get it, but it's going to be made clear before we leave this place today. I've been telling y'all for years uh, about uh, the bulk text theory versus the minimal text theory. I want you to leave here today with a clear understanding of the bulk text theory versus the minimal text theory. If you want to have good theology, if you want to be right-minded as a Christian man, woman, or young person, you better gravitate to what the Bible has a lot of information to talk about because there are certain themes, certain doctrines in the Bible that have a large volume of Scripture surrounding them. Theologians call that the bulk text theory. Issues, what God talks about, that have a lot to say about it. These are things where you need to plant your flag. These are things that you need to be dogmatic about. These are things where you need to say, this is my area of focus. I've got a large volume of scripture on it. And, and God is saying here in 1 John 3, 11, this is the message from Jump Street. This is from the this isn't some new twist being thrown at you. This is the message you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Now, when I talk about the bulk text theory, I'm talking about things that the Bible talks about that have a lot of scripture on them. When I talk about the minimal text theory, I'm talking about things the Bible talks about that don't have a lot of scripture on them. Now, I just want to see if your Bible genius hat, if you got your Bible genius hat on today or not. 
Do you think that when we talk about God's command for us to love people, do you think that is a bulk text theory or a minimum text theory? That is a bulk text theory. That is written over and over and over. I'll give you the same example I just gave you Wednesday night in Bible study. Uh, every time I talk about to show you what bulk text looks like versus what minimal text looks like. And here's the thing. You start arguing with people about minimal text theory. You start arguing with people about race, about ideology. You start arguing with people about how you vote, politics, uh, things like that. You really are in violation of a large bulk text of the Bible. Example of minimal text theory. In St. Mark's Gospel in the 16th chapter, the last 11 verses in the 16th chapter, they say some things that certain churches have built their church around. Uh, we are Mark 16 church, and uh, they, they get down in, in north, near the end of Mark 16, the middle part toward the end, and it says in there, those that believe these signs shall follow. They shall take up snakes and shall not be harmed. Now, I want to tell you something. I thank God for the advent of the information age, for media, where radio and uh, print could get out into the hills of West Virginia and Kentucky and, and let some of these people know, and that's where these churches are prevalent. What kind of churches am I talking about? Snake handling churches. Do y'all know there are churches still alive in America today where they believe the real proof of your faith is you reach in this box and pick up a rattlesnake and hold it up in the air and scream, I believe in Jesus, and they make their children do that? Some of y'all think, well, Pastor Scott been bugging. He's just been wilding out. He's just been tripping. Uh, listen, if I bring a snake box in here, you need to join Shiloh. <laughs> I'm just saying. First Baptist, wherever, do what. Listen, we're, but they literally do this in churches. They bring out a box, and I'm not talking about filled with, you know, snakes with the mouth shut. We, me and my kids, we went to some, uh, you know, place down in the Everglades one time. We got on one of those airboats, uh, and they take you all up through the swamp and everything and show you all these different animals. And, and then at the end of it, they, they got a little baby alligator with his mouth all duct taped together a thousand times. And they let you hold, my, my kids, I'm thinking, y'all going to hold that out? I look, and it's like, oh, his mouth tape shut. And I'm thinking, well, he, can he break that duct tape? Mess around, chop your fingers off. Listen, I'm not talking about a snake with his mouth tucked. Tape shot. I'm talking about a box full of rattlesnakes, and they make these people reach in there, and they get bit all the time. And they tell them, you can't go to the doctor because it would be weak faith on you. Because the Bible says, if you believe these signs shall follow, you'll be able to pick up snakes, and they won't be able to hurt you. Let me say, first and foremost, I do not advocate passing out snakes in church. There ain't enough volume of Scripture in it. Well, don't we supposed to believe every word of the Bible? Yes, we should. And if you are a traveling, traveling missionary like Paul was on the island of Malta, if you are a traveling missionary and you go into some village that's got a lot of snakes and that snake jumped up and bit Paul and he didn't die, listen, if you're traveling on mission trip, if you're out doing the work of the Lord in some place and a snake bites you, maybe God will let you live. 
Maybe that's what it means. But what I can tell you is we're not going to establish a doctrine at Abundant Life Christian Fellowship based on half of a verse of Scripture that is obviously misapplied. It doesn't say anywhere in it. It also says they'll drink any deadly thing and it won't hurt them. I don't see them passing out Drano. Here go this gallon of bleach, brother. God bless you. Get in it. Ridiculous. Minimal text, a little piece of something we don't have clarity on is not something that we're going to give all of our focus to. We're not going to dismiss any verse in the Bible. We're not going to dismiss any half verse in the Bible. We believe the whole Bible is true, and it's all there uh, for our benefit, for our instruction, for our learning. But I tell you what we are going to do. We're going to focus on bulk text, things that have large volume of Scripture in it, and you have no ability to deny, if you claim yourself to be a child of God, that the message that is redundant, the message that is replete with a large volume of scripture throughout the Bible is that as someone who claims the name of Jesus, you ought to love people. Oh, if I had my love o meter on you right now. I, I just said it. I, I just said it to certain areas. I have my love o meter and I just put filters on it. I have my, I put, I, I come down to Deacon West. Uh, I know Deacon West loves God and he loves people. I know he loves people to different colors than him, different ideologies than him. I'd put my love on meter on him and I would test him to see, does he love Celtic fans? Does, does he love nonsense? And listen, if you love people, th then you can't say that you truly are born again because the Bible says from beginning to end, if you can't love people that look different from you, if you can't love people that think different than you, if you can't love people of different color than you, if you can't love people that vote different from you, stop teasing yourself and believing that you truly love God because that ain't what the Bible says. Listen to the word of the Lord. Not, not only in 1 John chapter 3, but in 1 John chapter 4, the Bible says God has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters, period. Not just their Christian brothers and sisters that are easy to love, because some people are hard to love. Not just their Christian brothers and sisters that, that always say the right thing and do the right thing, but love their Christian brothers and sisters, period. In, in John, gospel of John chapter 15, verse 12, the Bible says, This is my commandment. Love each other the same way I have loved you. Now, here Jesus has been teaching his entire ministry, and he's coming up to the end in this final section of John's gospel where Jesus is giving his final discourse, giving his final instructions. He's been preaching from the beginning to people. My father says, in my father's house, uh, the, the father commands. He's been teaching what God has to say for, for years now, and he's getting near the end of his earthly ministry, and he finally comes off with this. This is my commandment. Been teaching nothing. He said previously, I say nothing other than what my father has commanded me to say. I don't come to represent myself. I come to represent my father. But he finally says in the very end, you, you want to know me? You want to know what I'm about? You want to know what I got to say? This is Jesus' commandment. Love each other the same way he has loved you. Hmm. Do you think Jesus is waiting on you to get perfect to love you? Do you think Jesus loved you when you was all jacked up? You think Jesus still loves you? Listen, we've got to love each other the way God 
loves us. And some people can't get with that. And, and, and listen, some people just going to have to rise up and, and, and find somewhere else to go to church. Because a, uh, a, a church for all people, listen, honestly, don't fit all people. A church where Baptists and, and Charismatics gather together, where Methodists, Episcopalians, Presbyterians, ag, uh, former no religion, where Church of God in Christ and Church of God on Sunday morning all gather together, where red, yellow, black, and white are really precious in His sight, and we gather together in spite of denominational background, in spite of racial background, in spite of differences of opinion, where we all come together and say, there's only one God, and He loves all of us, and we're going to gather together in His name and love each other in spite of everything. That kind of place ain't for everybody because everybody can't just say, I'm going to love people anyhow. And here, every time, listen, if you're going to decide to not love somebody every time you find something you disagree with on them, go ahead and buy you a hole, put a bunker in it, close the hatch, and live alone. Because if you're going to be around people, if you're going to get in God's word and find out you're supposed to love people the way Jesus loves you, uh, you got to love everybody. In 1 Thessalonians, God inspired Paul in chapter 4, verse 9 to say, but we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Paul's like, man, there's so much in the Bible already about loving people he said, I shouldn't even have to spend time talking to y'all about this. But let me ask you again to make sure we're still paying attention. Why does God continue to tell Christians that we should love each other? Because sometimes we don't. Because sometimes we allow differences to get in our way. Sometimes we allow things to bother us. Sometimes we allow things to get under our skin. So God continues to tell us. We, we, we see John telling us. We see Jesus telling us. We, we see here God inspiring the Apostle Paul to say it. Not only there, we go over to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. And the Bible says, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Listen to this. Love each other deeply with all your heart. I want to ask you today from the title of the message, how do you really feel about us? I've been trying to get it, and, and I, listen, I may not see this in my lifetime. And it's the devil messes with me sometimes and causes me to think, and I'll be sitting alone in, in my office thinking, my God, have I really spent my whole life try, trying to preach and reach and, 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 and bridge racial harmony in the body of Christ? Have I really spent my whole life trying to get tongue talkers and non-tongue talkers, white people and black people, Democrats and Republicans? Have I really spent all of my life trying to tell people you don't have to agree with somebody on every issue to be able to love them just because they're your listen if God is your father and God is their father that's your brother and your sister in Christ the devil tried to come to me beat me up in my head people saying mm, I don't know I don't know about Pastor Scott I, I, I thought I thought he was I thought he believed like me about this but now I'm starting to think maybe he believed listen if we got to believe everything the same way for us to love each other we've missed the message from the beginning there's only one thing that we got to agree on without, de without debate is that there's only one way to heaven and that way is Jesus Christ God's word is perfect true and right and he said 
that we must show sincere love. Now, let me just ask you, we're Bible church, let's learn something. Why would God, because no word is wasted in the Bible, all these words are specific. I love the specificity of God's word. It is a specific book. I, I love saying specificity because it's just so hard to say with a microphone in your hand. Uh, I, I love how specific the Bible is. No word is there that shouldn't be there. No word is left out that should have been there. Why would God say you must show sincere love? Oh, let me say it to you. Listen, so y'all, y'all don't know my background. Everybody don't. Hey, listen, none of us know where everybody came from. None of us know where everybody. Pe- people look at somebody and they see where they are now. Uh, y- y- y'all don't understand. My, 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 I'm telling you the truth. I, we sat down and shared it with Vicki uh, a, a few weeks ago, and we talked about some of our growing up stories. Listen, just because people are eating steak now at a steakhouse, don't mean that they weren't eating bologna with no bread to put on it. When we didn't have food in my house and my sister had to feed me because there was no adult in the house and and we didn't have bread in the house or any other kind of food in the house, my sister learned how to put bologna in a frying pan and fry bologna so we could pretend we had a hot meal. Don't think you know everything about somebody because you see them late in life and where they are. You don't know everybody's story. You don't know I had to steal my senior yearbook because my mama didn't have $22 to give me to buy a senior annual when I was at Ed White High School. Don't think that you know everything. You sit back and you judge what you think you know about somebody when you don't know nothing about everything about anybody. And the Bible says that you got to show sin. Well, I, mm, I don't know about that little drummer girl. What's the girl doing playing drums anyhow? That don't seem natural. What, what, what's her thing? She, I think she, she hits them symbols hard sometimes. What, I, what, what is really going on? What, what, why are you looking for a reason to let the devil play with your mind to wonder about somebody else? Why don't you just go ahead and admit, hmm, I bet me and that girl disagree on some stuff. What you think, Jennifer? You think that you, that, that, that disagree with you on something? I, she said, I'm sure, like, I want everybody to love me because I'm really nice, and I just mind my business, raise my children, love Jesus, evangelize everybody on Amazon. Don't let them fire you for preaching on the job too much. Listen, we got disagreements, but what's the Bible say? You must. Do you understand what must means? I'm going to tell you what, my kids understand what must means. I don't even have to use the word must in my house because they just know must is taken for granted. God's just being nice. He says you must show half-hearted kind of fake phony love for each other. No, that's church folk. Love you, pastor. Love you, buddy. Seth told me one time, because my kids been watching it. I told y'all the reason why pastor's kids grow up so whack-jacked and stank. Not mine, Rick. Rick's a pastor's kid. He knows. It is not because the pastor didn't do a good job raising his own kids. It's because the kids saw how mean the people treated mommy and dad. Where you at, Judy? Am I right? Kids, they look, they watch how, how, how church folk treat mom and dad 
And, and they say, I, oh, I love our church. And then they're just chewing on the preacher all the time. And then the kids got to sit there and think, oh, all these liars up in here pretend. But Seth told me one time, well, I guess they won't be around much longer, Dad, huh? I said, what, what happened? Oh, anytime they stand up and start singing how much they love you, they had one foot out the door and one foot on a banana peel. I told y'all last week. I told y'all last week. I feel led of the Lord to do it again because everybody didn't hear it last week. If you don't want to love people in spite of your differences with them, if you're sitting there wondering, thinking, hmm, maybe my season is up at a bunch. You know, there was a time in your life where you said God brought you here. There was a time in your life where you said the preaching was just what you needed. There was a time in your life where you said you wanted some real, relevant, raw message from somebody that wasn't scared and wasn't trying to gain favor with people and didn't care how many folks showed up. There was a time in your life where you said you wanted to be a part of something that was different, that was unique, that wasn't the same thing you came from. But now you're sitting there thinking, well, Lord, just show me a sign. If I'm not supposed to be there, God, just let me know because I'm special and I want a sign from it. And I, I'm going to tell you, all I'm going to give it to you just the way I gave it to you last week in case you missed it. If you do not love what God is doing in this church, if you don't love the people in this church, if you don't love being involved in a multicultural ministry where we decide to love each other even though we don't agree with stuff, and you're just sitting back thinking, well, I, the Lord, I'm just praying the Lord show me a sign if I just need to be at Abundant Life. Or maybe I need to leave. Maybe it just ain't for me no more. Maybe that's something I thought it was, but it ain't. I'm just asking for God to show me a sign. Is it time for me to leave? If that's you, if that's how you feel, if that's what you're thinking, if you just need a sign, listen, because your faith is weak. The Bible said signs are for unbelievers. But if you need a sign on whether or not God wants you to be in the church where God grew you, where God saved your family members, where God lets you see people get baptized, healed, changed, saved, delivered, where God lets you see a church minister to a community, and you're sitting back criticizing, bad-mouthing, causing division with the people in the Lord's church, while God, you're asking a holy God to give you a sign if maybe you not should leave. I, God sent me here today to bless you. God sent me here today to be your deliverance and to help you. So here it is. Sign, folk. This ain't for everybody. This just for people disgruntled, upset, mad, hateful, belligerent, mean-spirited. This for people doubting and walking in discord and sowing unity in the church because God said he hates so, uh, people that sow division in a family. If, if you're in that ball camp and you're like, I want a sign to know if God wants me to leave, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say this. If when I let go of this napkin, this handkerchief, if, 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 it, if it hits the floor when I let go of it, if you're asking God to show you a sign, if you should leave Abundant Life Christian Fellowship, if, if maybe this church ain't for you no more, and you just want God to show you a sign, if this napkin makes it all the way to the ground when I let go of it, count that 
as God signed to you to get out and to go somewhere else. But the people that are supposed to be here are going to be here. And the people that want to love God anyhow are going to love God anyhow. I am not here to placate you. I am not here to buddyfy you. I am not here to babysit you. The Bible says I should give myself to prayer and to the study of God's word. And if you think the word of God is not being taught at Abundant Life Christian Fellowship, you can have my napkin, you can have the key to my car, and you can have my house, and I'll go sleep under a bridge. God said if you were cleansed from your sin when you obeyed the truth, you must show sincere love to it. When are we going to do this? Pastor seems upset. No, pastor don't seem upset. Pastor is mad at the devil trying to divide Christians inside the Lord's church. And God said as a shepherd that I'm supposed to draw some and drive some. That I'm supposed to pull in and push out. And listen, if you are a wolf sent here by the devil, you are on my radar and I don't like you. If you are a wolf sent here by the devil to try to talk to Christian people and try to turn them against the church they love, if you are here as a wolf sent by the devil, you got two options today. You can either slide out and go wolf somewhere else or you can get straight. Because if you don't, I'm, I'm putting you on notice today. If I hear one more person Make one more phone call to try to sow discord inside the body of Christ. Listen, we came together agreeing to love each other and spite each other. We came together agreeing we was all imperfect. We came together agreeing that there's only one perfect God. And we were going to worship together and impact the community. So understand this. It ain't about you. And it ain't about me. It's about this world out there seeing that we can put our differences aside and love each other anyhow. God said you got to do it. When are we going to do it, Abundant Life? When are we going to do it? You must show sincere love to each other. Well, I just don't think that Elder Jimmy's loving me right. That don't give you a hall pass. Well, you know, if Miss Nancy would be more friendly, sitting on the front row all the time like she's special, you know what I think about that. Came dressed up like a chicken to church. Where's her dignity? She's supposed to be an elder in the Lord's church. Where's her dignity? Where is your mind? Show real love. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I thank God for my sister. My sister is the best person I know. And I mean that in my heart. My sister has modeled something for me that few people have modeled for me in my life. And I thank God that, that he allowed her to be my sister because it gave me a look at what real Christianity and what real family should be about. Because you think, you think that you think that I got issues? Listen, my sister knows everything that's wrong with me. But you know what she does anyhow? She loves me. Can, do you do that for your children? Can you love them anyway? You, you sit and you look at your children. You know your children whack. You know they don't get the grades they ought to get. You know they pass the test better. And, 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 and they, Well, I think that, you know, so-and-so is not living quite up to her potential. You know that. You know nobody in your house perfect, but you choose to love people. Why? Listen, y'all ought to know. If you grew up in a decent neighborhood at all, you might, hey, 
Them Johnsons might fight like cats and dogs, but you better not touch not one of them. Because you're going to fight all of them. Why? Family. Brothers and sisters. When is the us going to become us? I, mean, I don't agree with you wholeheartedly. You don't agree with nobody wholeheartedly. Well, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure that I agree with, 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 with everything Joe Biden has to say. Nobody agrees with everything Joe Biden has to say. Well, I'm not sure I agree with everything Donald Trump has to say. Nobody agrees with everything he has to say. Well, I'm just not sure I agree with everything Scott Becker has to say. Nobody has to agree with everything I have to say. But let me put you on notice now because I'm on notice today, red hot, 38 hot, and smoking. You must show sincere love or you ain't saved. Oh, it just ain't in chapter 1 in 1 Peter 3, 8. I want you to look. Do a word search. Just do a word search on finally comma. Because when somebody's telling you a long story, and you might have missed a lot of it, and they say finally, you, you, it's a summation. They're about to let you know, okay, I said all that to say this. It's time to wake back up. This, something big's about to come off. If Big Mama says, girl, you better hear me now. Yes, ma'am. Finally, God says, all of you should be of one mind, period. When I first started studying that as a young Christian, I thought, we ain't never going to agree on everything. And then I realized that's not what he's saying. Me and my children don't agree on everything. We agree on most things. We don't agree on everything. You and your, best, you and your family don't agree on everything. But here's the agreement. It's not that you agree. Me and Deacon West don't agree on, who, uh, on, on sports teams and, and, and lots of other things we don't agree on. We've had, we've, had disagreements, uh, we've had disagreements on social issues. We've had disagreements on people. We, but we're in a, a one mind that what? We're going to still love each other. We're going to agree to disagree. We, we're going to disagree without being disagreeable. We're going to let somebody have their own opinion without canceling them. This cancel culture that is in the world today where if you don't do everything somebody wants you to do, they just write you off. Let me tell you this. That's unsaved. That's demonic. And that is not how God says. God says you ought to sympathize with each other. Let me tell you who you got to sympathize with. Somebody that's going through something you ain't going through. Somebody that's somewhere you ain't. You can't show sympathy to somebody if you, you're right there with them. You, 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 you're sharing that thing with them. You, if you sympathize with somebody, that means there's a rub somewhere. That means there's, there's something going on right there that's not exactly perfect. And then he said, love each other as brothers and sisters. Oh, that keeps coming back. Some of y'all's problem is maybe, maybe your brother didn't love you right. Maybe your sister didn't love you right. But God says you got to love each other as brothers and sisters. And then he says it's be tenderhearted. And keep a humble attitude. I'm going to tell you one thing. The, the me that you see here, when, when I'm preaching hard and telling the truth, is not the me you see out in the street. The, the love that I will show for you, the bend over backwards that I will show for you, i got a limited amount of time here. And I've got a brand, the Bible says that as a pastor, I've got to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. And some of y'all need to be rebuked. Some of y'all need to be reproved. 
Some of y'all just need to be encouraged. But the Bible says that it's got to happen. And here's the reality. And this is, my part, this is part of my job that I don't like at all because I know what the Bible says. And the Bible says that if you correct a wise person, they will love you. But if you correct a fool, they will hate you. And I'm tired of being hated by fools. But I'm not going to stop doing what God called me to do. You give me all the hate you want to give me. I'm still going to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. And if you won't love everybody in the body of Christ, not everybody that votes like you, not everybody that agrees with you, not everybody that scratches your itch, if you won't love your brothers and sisters in Christ in a humble way, in a tenderhearted way, then stop calling yourself saved. Now, it's not just Jesus. It's not just Peter. Uh, it, it's not just Paul. John said in John, uh, Jesus said in John 13, 35, by this shall all men know you're my disciples. If you have love one to another. He didn't say this is how everybody's going to know you're saved because you can quote scripture. Because, you know, you got a, a Bible painting hanging in your wall. He didn't say this is how everybody's going to know you're a real Christian because you go to church on Sunday morning. Let me read to you in the New Living Translation. He said, for your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Here's the reality about relationships. Relationships aren't, don't miss this. Relationships are not solidified until they're tested and tried. Are you hearing me? Relationships are not solidified until they're tested and tried. You think somebody loves you? Go through something with them. Disagree with them. See how they bounce back from that. Je Jessica brought, brought my, my kid, uh, my, my son's oxtails and rice the other day. You, you, you think me and Jessica have never had a disagreement? Are you high on dope? Look at her. Oh, look at Stacy getting in. Well, Stacy always got to get in on Jessica. Well, you know, the only reason Pastor can get along with, with certain people is because they, they just do everything. You really think Jessica does everything anybody tells her to do? That's a, that's a strong woman with her own mind. Well, the only reason Pastor says that Stacy's his, his, his favorite is because, you know, she, she just always does, does what he says. Mar Marv, she don't do what nobody tells her to do, does she? Hard to live with, mean-spirited. But what? At the bottom line, what's Sister Sledge say? That's how you got to say it. Family. And Jesus said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Beyond your personal feelings, beyond my personal feelings, beyond how many butts we put in these purple seats, the world needs to see people loving each other. And I think we've got something right here that is making the devil's uh, hair stand on edge. Where else are you going to see white people and black people come to church in this level of mixture? Where, where else are you going to see tongue talkers and non-tongue talkers come to church together in this level of mixture? Where else are you going to see people as politically divided as we are? That would be a hoot. We, we, ought to, we ought to just, you know, s sit side by, just put one, one crowd on this side and one crowd on the other side. And let's just see where, listen. When we can love each other 
in spite of each other, that honors God. And every parent will tell you, I don't care who started it. He touched me. She, she took my, I don't care who's the more to blame. No parent cares who started it. No parent cares who did it first. No parent cares who did it the most. God wants peace in his church. God wants his children to love each other. And God wants the world to see we can love each other and not agree on everything. I wish I had five people to, understand, to believe what I'm saying. So how do, you, how, do you, how do you feel about us? How do you really feel about us? Well, I don't like certain things about you. Can we just, can we just, just be honest? I don't like certain things about you. If you were sleeping, that was a mic drop. <laughs> I mean, can we be that honest? No, not some people. Well, I just need to believe that my pastor is just. Blah, 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 blah. I know some fake preachers I can recommend to you. I really do. I know some that will pretend to, to just to do, you know, jump through every hoop in the world for you. But here's the reality. Love doesn't require hoop jumping. We've been going to have lunch every Monday night, uh, every Monday afternoon for, for, for 15 years. And we've made some, but we miss more than we make. Last minute, he had to go into work early. I'll have something going on. I could just sit back. It was on you last time. It's been on me plenty of times. It was on you last time. I don't know if you had to go into work or you just forgot. But <laughs> I was all excited. Me and my friend were going to hang out, and he's like, oh, I, I think I didn't even get to text him later in the day. I just, I didn't hear from you, so I went on and did something else. You texted me later in the day, something came up. Not a thought in my mind said, hmm, I don't even know what I think about this man. Stand me up for lunch? I'm the pastor what he's thinking. I'm over here praying for his family. Not a thought in my mind. You know why? I never expected him or anybody else in my life to be perfect or to measure up to my idea of what they ought to be. Because God didn't tell me love people who were perfect and love people who measured up to my idea of what they ought to be. God just told me to love people. And I'm not going to allow I'm not going to allow cowards and liars and mean-spirited folk to tear apart the family of God. So how do you feel about us? I hope before I die, I get to see five more people get saved. I hope before I die, I get to see five more people decide to love folk that are different from them. Because it's the will of the Lord. It's the will of the Lord. And Jesus said, this is how everybody's going to know. You want to be involved in impacting a community? You want to be involved in changing the world? You got to prove that you can love people. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. So what if we don't love each other? What's that prove to the world? Ain't nothing at the church but hypocrites. They're all liars. They're all fake. They're all funny. They can only get along with each other. I heard the church up the road split again. Well, I heard three families left. Oh, you know, you know, you know all the good people have left. What you doing here? When Jesus was asked, and don't even go to it on the screen. I'm going to close. 
When Jesus was asked what's the most important commandment, he said that you love God and you love people. Let's get to that. Let's get to that. So hand me that. So here's what I'll do. I'll give you another sign today. The napkin's not on the floor anymore. You don't have to leave. You can stay. You don't have to be mad. You can choose God. You don't have to be upset. You can just do what we all need to do. We all need to come in alignment with God's word. We all need to walk in unity together. And listen, get your mouth off God's children. If you start looking at your own life, you wouldn't have time to be criticizing Sister Nancy. Even if she does wear a chicken costume to church. If you just get, if you just start looking at your own life and letting God deal with you, you wouldn't have time to criticize anybody else. When they asked Jesus what's the most important commandment, he didn't say go around checking folk. He said for you to love God and for you to love people. And I hope you'll make a commitment to do that today. Because here, here's what I believe. With this group of people right here, nobody else ever came to our church and nobody left with this group of people right here if we truly would decide we're going to love God for real and we're going to love each other for real we could change people want to change the world listen we could change each other and we could change this community for God's glory Jesus said that we ought to do good works so that the unbeliever can see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Backbiting, bitterness, negative talking, choosing culture over kingdom, choosing race and politics over kingdom, none of that is what God wants. Well, Pastor, you got ideas too. Yeah, I got ideas and you got ideas. I love you. Where you at? Choose today to obey God. Choose today. There's something bigger at play here than you and your feelings. There's something bigger. There's a bigger picture than us. The world needs proof that there are really people following Jesus. We need to show that God's love is real and that his love can change the world. Pray with me. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for loving us in spite of us. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you bring unity where there's division. That you would bring repentance where there is bitterness. That you would bring healing where there's hurt. God, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for healing. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for every person in this church. And God, for those who need to go, I pray you just boot them on out. But for those who need to be here so we can learn to love each other in spite of each other, I pray that you would let our test build our testimony that we love you more than we love our feelings we love you more than we love politics we love you more than we love race we love you more than we love difference help us God to obey your word and to love each other sincerely in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to the ALCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. 
and visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church, loving God, loving people.